0: Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid, the podcast for OT entrepreneurs where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams, a Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet choir nerd, and occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses, including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue, and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OT's making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome, OT entrepreneurs, to the OT's Get Paid Podcast, Season 2, Episode 27. Today, we are discussing time. I don't have a kicky title yet, you guys. You know I don't name things very well, and hence why I rely on copywriters. (laughs) Insert kicky title here about time. So, I don't know if you know this, but I often go into the podcast with some form of notes, whether it's point form or sometimes more detailed. And I also (laughs) plan a time. I put it on my calendar. Tuesdays are usually my content building day for the podcast. This one, I am literally pressing record and hitting the ground. I just realized I was inspired and I needed to capture this content. So, That's always, you know, one of our values is to show you behind the scenes. And that is what I'm doing again today to show you sometimes, you know, you're more organized and you follow a system and a schedule, and other times, whammo, you just decide to go for it. So that is today. Why? Because I have a really fun update and because of a common thread I've been hearing a lot. I'm hearing this with my clients in the 100K Club. I'm hearing this with members of our OT community who are on the OT's Get Paid Facebook board, who DM me or email me after listening to a podcast, or who call to hear about programs and coaching. Even in the mastermind that I most recently joined for female entrepreneurs who are scaling their businesses, I'll be talking about this in another episode. I recently joined one and I kind of wanted to get my feet In the ground a little bit before making a podcast about it. And this is a mastermind of women who are making between 250 to 5 million a year gross. And even they discuss the importance of time. Time, time, time. So, what exactly am I hearing? Here are some of the things that are coming out of everybody's mouths. My revenue is tied to my time. That's probably the thing I hear most OT entrepreneurs talk about is that time. For money billing, sure, Trish, I can make a hundred thousand gross a year and join the hundred K club, and work like a dog. And in fact, many people come into the hundred K club at that revenue, saying, "I don't even know if I have time to join these calls because the minute I stop seeing clients or selling product is the minute that my revenue goes down, and I'm essentially no longer making what I need to make to even be in this particular." club. And by the way, we're not like exclusionary. It's it's set that for a reason because that's what we need to learn in this phase of business. Okay. Another thing I'm hearing, I don't have time for your coaching. I love this program. I love what you're offering. I love the opportunities, but I've got a family or I have a part-time job that I am 100% tied to and I have little kids and I just can't find the time. Another one is I am so involved in my business and as I'm moving from where I know Trish that I need to move from working in my business to on my business but if I do that A our revenue goes down B I don't get to spend time with my families or my hobbies and even though I'm pulling out of being the prime biller now I don't even have enough time for all the CEO tasks I know that I need to do that I'm learning about. So again I want to get back to the why Most of us start OT companies, and me included, and that is, OTs really want freedom. Hey, if I'm ever going for a rebrand, I might rebrand to like, OTs want freedom versus OTs get paid. OTs don't always fit into a round hole. You don't always want to be working for someone else. You have a passion and you want your idea to come to fruition. These are the things that I hear, and I totally agree. As I scaled my previous brick-and-mortar pediatric therapy company into a high six figures, and as I'm now leaving growth and into scale and leaning into like mid six figures at this business, low to mid six figures, all of these issues have come up for me too. I don't pretend that I am not one of you. Again, one of our values, Trish Williams Consulting as we walk alongside. And really, the impetus of this podcast is to encourage you to sort through this garbage because it's worth it. I'm not saying this is all mindset. I'm not going to chalk all this up to like you have, everybody has the same 24 hours a day. Like, you know, Cheryl Sandberg, who always used to annoy the heck out of me. Cause I'm like, what's Cheryl Sandberg got that I don't got other than like, you know, a Stanford MBA <laughs> and living in California. But besides that, you know, I get time. I get it. I am a single mother. And for a few years, there was some back and forth and there was support in different ways, and then there was absolutely nothing. The responsibility for my two children lies solely on my two shoulders, and I am not superhuman. When I had my bricks and mortar spring OT, I used to take the summer off to spend with my kids when they were quite little and my family in Muskoka, Ontario, which is my happy place. Shout out, Muskoka, Ontario. Go look it up on a map for those of you who don't know. And I knew the clinic would come to a grinding halt and I was okay with that, especially when my kids were really little. I was like, you know what? It's just going to stop. We're not going to bill. It is going to be what it's going to be. And then as we grew and I realized that part of growth was getting the business to continue while I wasn't there, it was me leaving to still go away for the summer, not the whole summer. This was now about a month. And it was me checking in every few days. One year we didn't even have Wi-Fi at the cottage and it was me on the country roads on my phone checking in every few days. Last year I made it a goal on my strategic plan that this year I would really remember the real why and get out of the business and take time off and make that a measure of success for me and get again behind the real why. It's not just about the flexibility anymore. It's not just about the story It's not just about wanting that flexibility where I really started. It's about joy. So I'm going to remind you of the origin story of, you know, my fist on the table moment for starting my bricks and mortar was working for what in the States would be kind of like an EI company. Working in a great company that I really loved, working with children in a school care setting. And some of you will remember the story of me having to write time off slips to do things like attend my son's science fair. <laughs> and the kicker, the real kicker was leaving, using my own time to go to the University of Alberta to teach, We'll assist, you know, the big prof, because I was never a big prof. I was adjunct to teach pediatrics. And- Hey, Trish. Yes, Ashley. As an OT entrepreneur who's just starting to make money, I bet you've thought, oh my gosh, I just got my first few clients. What the heck do I do now? Don't worry. At Therabyte, we have you covered. We heard you and we created intake and consent templates just for you. So you've downloaded the template and now you can say, amazing. I know exactly how to get my client started. Oh, I wish I'd had this in the beginning. I pulled everything together and needed something this efficient. Okay. So where can listeners find these templates, Ashley? super easy. The link will be in the show notes. You just hop over to our website, find templates, and you've got your download. Sounds great. That never made a lot of sense to me. So that was the big fist on the table moment for me, which was finding flexibility through that. So I no longer had to write a permission slip and use my own time off to go teach (laughs) or to go to Charlie's science fair. And that still exists. And there's another layer especially this year that is about joy. It has been a long few years here at Shea Williams, as it has been for so many. I don't pretend that our situation is worse or better than anybody else's, and it's not my story to tell in detail. But I can say that supporting my family through this time has been very hard, and I have been fighting depression not clinical. I didn't know what word here to use exactly. Like I know you're a therapist and scientist. So do I say depression? Do I say the blues? Do I say the blahs? I'm not sure. And I'll do a podcast more about this at another time. But I do want to say that I love my work and I have been blessed and encouraged every day to have two main motivators, which is get up and support these children and to grow and work in this business. I love it. I also have some joy in my work, but it's not quite the same. So it came to me that maybe I could shake up the snow globe, as I say, and find another way to find joy. Again, my strategic plan was, I wrote it last year, that in the summer of 2022, I would take a month off. And... I call it shaking my snow globe, but I'm not sure if you remember that scene in Dead Poets Society when Robin Williams encourages the boys to stand on the desk to look at a new perspective outside of their, you know, cis-hetero code, their traditional WASPy ways, their one academic path only in the, I think it was 50s or the 60s. And to me, that's shaking the snow globe. Like, what can I do to really shift my perspective. So joy so far has been pretty simple around here. It's been walking with my neighbors. It's been riding my Peloton. It's been doing some breath work with a shaman. It has been spending time with my children. We've recently taken up skiing again as things have opened up around here post-COVID-ish. But you know, like real sparks of joy have felt a little sloggy. So I decided to look at life from a new lens. And one day, Bing, it came to me that I was going to return to my old summer camp. And I just found out today that my submission for staffing was accepted. I am going to be going to be on staff at my old summer camp for the month of July. Let me tell you a little bit about this camp. As a Canadian, those who are listening, and I believe. I wonder if they have them in other parts of the world. I know like Northeastern U.S. does. I'm curious about Europe and the rest of the world. We have a camp tradition in Ontario where you go for at least a month. You leave usually at about seven years old and you go and you are away from anything internet, anything phones. And it is, you could say, good, clean fun. (laughs) Our camp is not fancy. There's no horses. There's no electric Motors. There's camping and out trips and a lot of singing and learning some beautiful skills in nature and in camping and in waterfront and in leadership. And our camp is called Camp Twingo. I encourage you to look it up. It is on Lake Vernon in beautiful Huntsville, Ontario, in a region called Muskoka. So I went to this camp since, gosh, 1982. My brother and sister went to this camp. My sister and I were on staff at this camp. My children went to this camp. Yes, I would either drive or fly them (laughs) to camp, Um, which is another reason why I would take such a long time off in the summer because when they were away at camp, I would spend with my sister and my niece and my nephew and then they would return and I'd be like, well, now I've missed you. I want to spend time with you. So those who really understand camp and have it in their bones will understand this and the rest of you will be like oh that sounds sweet and that's fine I'm good with that oh I should also say that my children both had went through their counselor and training program and my daughter decided to continue on staff and that family tradition is very strong and that yearning like this isn't coming from top down like these are my kids wanting to do it themselves there is a long tradition of staff returning to Camp Twingo people that I was campers with have been on staff for years and years and years and years and i have always wanted to do that i've applied a couple of times and the staff at twingo have said you know these positions are filled there's not a lot of positions for 51 <laughs> year olds or on support staff i'm not a counselor i'd be support staff and that's because when people get those positions they don't give them up but guess what opportunity arose opportunity arose with the great resignation and one day i literally went wait a second I wonder if there's going to be some openings for support staff and sent in an application. And today they confirmed it. So, Joy, I cannot tell you. I feel like a kid again. And that is about as banal a statement, as you'll hear me say, but I'm just over the moon. You know, I will not likely have my phone. (laughs) I will not likely have access to internet. I will be sleeping in a cabin. I will maybe have a day or two off for the month of July where I can go into town and catch up, but I'm going to be gone and I am happy with that. So I have a few options. Does Trish Williams Consulting come to a screeching halt? Maybe. I have budgeted for that option. We have enough cash in the company and with our projected income. So there's cash in the company now as profit and there's projected income that I can afford that time off. I could also give up a month of my take-home pay and put it towards a month of fun. That's another way of, of changing out the numbers. I could also keep it rolling with a team and either evergreen, seasonal, or recurring income. We've got the team. We are working really hard this year, on making sure everybody can function independently of each other, we know exactly what our rules are. We know our agendas for our meetings, etc. We have great systems that are beginning to get into place. So, A, team check. B, is the next school. We might not hit this evergreen recurring income this summer. We may, but we sure will next year. So, I just want you to sit with me in this moment for a second. We have all started something from scratch. If you have started your business, and again, I alluded to this in a podcast. My friend Chris Thorall one day just looked at me, big, you know, Ivy League guy, NSAID, MBA, and he just looked at me one day. He's an entrepreneur as well. And he said, every business is a miracle. And it's starting something from nothing. And if you are sitting on the fence about starting something for nothing, I know you know that pull and I want that for you. And it is very possible. And now I have a company that supports my family in the day-to-day. Soon it will be all of university and anything else we want to do. Mostly travel. And where I have enough time that I can pursue the reality of time off, whatever that might look like. Sit with that for a second. Do you have that? And if you don't, Let's get clear on why not. So let's go through some of the stages. No matter what stage you're at, it's really about learning the skills and the systems to help you find the time. Again, I am not the Energizer Bunny. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Trish Williams Consulting, and I'm trying to tell more stories. And I have a little bit of a campaign now, which is normalizing working from bed because I do a lot of work from my bed. My bed is actually my happy place. I also go to bed ridiculously early and I do not get up ridiculously early. I probably go to bed right now around like 8, 8.30. I don't fall asleep till later, but I'm looking for any opportunity. I can be under the covers. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) So I am not the energizer bunny. It's not like I was given something extra that you don't have and therefore only Trish can accomplish this, okay? So if you were in the road to 100K, if you were in that underpaid therapist with a business if you're in that zero to 99,000 gross category, you need to do the things that move the right needle at the right time. One of the things that I teach everybody, every OT entrepreneur that joins any of my programs or my coaching, is that your business is a machine and we need to do the right things and pull the right levers at the right time. And when you think of it that way, things get a lot clearer. So we do this by learning what those things are and instituting some really simple productivity techniques and systems. I'm going to interrupt and say if you don't know what level you're at, whether you're start, grow, or scale, whether you're underpaid therapist with a biz, feast and famine, business owner, or a money to spare CEO, go and take the quiz, trishwilliamsconsulting.ca backslash quiz. It's also in the show notes. Because not only will it tell you what Level you are at in business, it will tell you what you need to focus on to get to the next level. Or you are a 100K club member, or you are in that, you know, 100 gross and want to be putting 100 net in your pocket. You are a feast and famine business owner, and you know at this point you need to get yourself out of your own darn way. You need to be working more on your business. Versus in your business. Or lastly, you might be a money to spare CEO. You might be in the scale phase. Usually that's over like 200, 250. And again, you're scaling and you're learning really about how to really automate and delegate. You need to get so much off of your plate, even more than in the growth phase, which really also comes from teams having high-functioning people around you that can take care of the important pockets of business, which at this time are marketing, fulfillment, finance, and operations. And you also need to look at different types of incomes. I referred to them earlier, recurring, promotional, evergreen. And again, really solidify teams. So no matter what stage you're at, again, I'll say, Finding the time or having the time is all about learning the different skills and systems at the different stages you're at. And that's it. That's what I wanted to talk about today. So if you are resonating with this, share this episode with somebody. If you are resonating with this, go to the quiz and download Finding Out What Is The Next Stage For You. There's another great podcast I did about the different stages of business. You can go and look back. It's a few episodes. And also, you can book a call with me to find out if you're like, yes, I need to find this time. I don't know how and I know I want to. And no matter what stage I'm in, I know that this is important to me. You can go again into the show notes and you can book a call and we can tell you all about the program that I have that might be the best fit for you so that you too can have the time. But don't do it in July because <laughs> I won't be here. Woo, woo. <laughs> Have a great day, everybody. This has been OTs Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. If you have feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OTs Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OTs Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time.